Good morning, beautiful beings. So today is day 101 on my conscious celibacy journey. My journey of purification out of my wounds and into my deeper greatness. So first, what I'd like to say is, it is not a skill forgetting about your trauma. It is a blockage to your healing. Write that down. That is powerful. So why did I begin celibacy? What brought me into celibacy? First of all, I started to notice that I was going through repeated cycles of toxic relationships. I started noticing that I wasn't feeling enough. I started noticing cycles of domestic abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse. I started noticing trauma cycles within the family and asking questions. I started noticing within myself that I had an unhealthy use of porn. I had a great amount of sexual trauma, miscarriages, womb trauma, and I felt that there was something that was just stuck. I felt there was something that I had to discover. So what did it involve? What did conscious celibacy involve for me? On the first month of conscious celibacy, I had no masturbation, no sexual speak, um, no watching anything of any type whatsoever. I would use um, headstands, yoga, meditation, salt baths, various yoni healing techniques, which included yoni steams, which you can find out about online, which included yoni steams. I personally used fresh flowers that I picked out of my garden. I used herbs that I picked from my garden. I used various different herbs that I ordered in, crystals, I used to steam, I used to put myself on my yoni seat and I'd write consciously in a journal whilst I was using candles, whilst I had sage burning, sometimes I used to drum, I used to make a sacred ceremony of my yoni steaming. I also used yoni eggs which are crystals which um, you insert in the yoni. Um, I have got various different ones, different shapes, sizes, um, made from different healing crystals. I also did some yoni breathing. I started to research online and learn how to breathe through the yoni and release the trauma from within there. Now that was really pain. That was really um, helpful because I was carrying a lot of pain in my pelvis, and I didn't realise why I couldn't bend in certain ways when I was doing Pilates. So that was really, really helpful. I started to realise on days that I couldn't bend so far is when I needed to do some yoni breathing. And then I also went on to use yoni pills. Before you do try any of my techniques, please know that this is my own journey. I have done my own research and these things what I do suggest to you do not have no medical evidence from there. Please consult with your doctor before trying any of these things. So... For me, Yoni Pills was really, really powerful because I have had um, four cases of endometriosis on my pelvis. And whereas people had told me that it couldn't be healed, personally, I am someone who challenges beliefs um, and I like to bend reality. This is who I am. Since going deep into womb healing and discovering about the body, my endometriosis no longer shows up. I don't have the cramps, I don't have the pains, I don't have the suffering that I used to have. 
I use something called seropeptase, which I have spoke about with many people who are experiencing womb trauma. But yet again, please do do your own research. This is my journey. I am not a medical professional. Um, so that was the first month that it involved. The second month, I started to realise that um, I wanted to view parts of myself while allowing myself to have a little bit of self-pleasure but I wanted to view what was healthy. What I started to do was I started to watch a lot of um, love movies, um, a lot of relationship stuff, healthy relationship stuff. I started to self-pleasure in a way of making love to myself instead of thinking of myself as a sexual object. I started to look at lovemaking instead of fucking, you know? That was the only way that I could explain that, guys. So anyway, I started to think back at how I'd allowed people to treat me and how I used to see people as hot instead of people as beautiful beings. I started to look at how I've seen people and I used to see sex instead of see a whole body, instead of see a whole person. I started to look at how people treat each other in this world and I started to look at the people who was treating people in certain ways what was showing up for them in their lives, and I started to notice a lot of trauma. I started to notice the trauma bonds with the sexuality, and I have never met an individual who is healed in certain aspects who has an unhealthy sex life. So, month three, I started to allow myself to self-pleasure more, and I started to say no to things what wasn't right for me. I started to heighten my boundaries. I started to no longer allow people to speak to me in certain ways. And I started to notice when people was trying to play games with my mind. Now, this has been a really, really powerful shift for me. And I started to realise that instead of replying to individuals who would try to speak to me in a certain way, because of I am somebody who enjoys her nakedness. I am somebody who shows her art within her body. I am also I also do modeling. So I am perfectly proud of my body and I am perfectly proud of sharing it with the world in a beautiful way, not an erotic sexual way. There is a big difference between glamour modeling and bodyscape, a huge huge difference. There's a different there is a different viewing and a different hmm visual creative that comes from displaying your body within beauty to displaying your body within glamour and wanting to entice people's sexual thoughts and trigger them into seeing rudeness, you know, seeing sex. Once you start getting into this industry, I have done modelling where I have never shown my bare bits in modelling, but I have done lingerie modelling and stuff, and it was so toxic And I started to notice massively how many women were starting to struggle even though they gave this brave face of that they loved who they are. They started within industries of modelling that went on to um, selling themselves in platforms um, such as OnlyFans. Uh, They then started to go into escorting. They then started to go into porn which was feeding a lot of addictions. Now, this is not a judgment. This is not me 
lowering anybody because I believe that we all have huge potential in life and I believe that we all learn from our journey as well and I believe that we've all been through stuff and none of us are better than one another. This is not a judgment, this is a discovery. I have watched many, many people around me as models lose themselves to the sex industry. I have watched their mental health deteriorate and I have watched them chase unhealthy addictions and unhealthy money and materialism through wanting things, through wanting to feel something within to help cover the voids within themselves. These voids within ourselves cannot be filled with materials and until we dive deep into ourselves and uproot what is making us feel this way, we will forever be chasing excitement. So yes, this conscious celibacy journey has been a very powerful one so far. Where I am now and what I am seeing and relating to is very, very deep. I was deeply in love with an individual who too had been through a lot of trauma and who too had some things going on for them which I was resonating with. I do not wish to blame and shame nobody. I have love for all people in life. And I have a lot of love for this individual. And he knows that, even though he finds it difficult to process. And in the process, we end up where our personality types and our trauma bonds and our expressions and feelings clash. Because we are not able to communicate with one another, because we, are, was, a, we was communicating through our wounds instead of our hearts. When going into conscious celibacy and carrying sexual trauma, toxic relationship trauma and womb trauma, you will find that you are always reaching out, wanting to be loved. This will be one of the things that you notice about yourself that you keep saying to yourself, I just want to be loved, I just want to be loved. And until we are open to receiving healthy love and emotionally available, we will not receive that love that we desire. So, the assistance I used was my yoni work, my steams, my yoni breathing, my headstands, my energy transmutation. So within the journey of conscious celibacy, I looked into normal celibacy and I seen a lot of suffering. That was not for me. I started to look into the spiritual side of it and how if you do not do something with your sexual energy, it can actually become unhealthy and it becomes stagnant in the body and it can actually trigger illness. That energy needs to be released in a healthy way. So I looked into yoni breathing, I looked into meditation, I looked into headstands, yoga, pilates, moving the body. Sometimes I dance around my front room all giggly and just moving my body because I want to shift the stagnant energy within myself. The effects what came from this conscious celibacy and this purification of my body, mind and soul. Well, what can I say? If you expect it to be easy, please do make sure that you 100% prepare yourself for such a journey. The purchase was deep. The pain was real. The heart felt, wow, the heartbreak. That was real. The, the pain within the actual heart was actually real. Last night, day 100, healing, um, I'm healing miscarriage at the moment, that pain was almost unbearable, pain in my body, in my back, 
um, sweating, crying. I actually started to name call, which is not like me at all. I actually started to name call the people who had said some very hurtful things, which, whilst I'm grieving, really triggered me deep. Now, I would not name call these people publicly because it is not acceptable. But for me to process, I need to allow what I was feeling inside to come out. I screamed it out. I spoke it in a positive way of, this is what I need to do right now to release this wound. And anybody I spoke to in the process of releasing this wound, I let them know that I am not normally this person who thinks it's okay to name call people. I am just releasing a deep suffering and trauma. Something what has deeply hurt me. For these words these individuals have spoken, they come across as evil, but I also know at the same time they was trying to nurture their friend. They was trying to protect and they was just communicating in a way that they know how. Many, many people are not emotionally connected, do not know compassion and empathy because they are operating out of their world maps. So if they've been brought up in an area where people project unhealthy feelings about one another and untrue feelings, that is how they become programmed. So yes, the shifts, the energy work, the written content, the mindset, the happiness, the upped boundaries, the smashing down of the walls and the progress from conscious celibacy. I cannot say that there is a journey in my life that has delivered me so much healing. From this journey, I have met happiness within that I have never experienced in my whole life. I have met progress within the last hundred days of not only just deciding that I was going to podcast, but look where I am now. I am podcasting regular and I am getting great interaction and great feedback. I also decided that I would create my own webinar. Not only did I only write that webinar, I wrote it within 10 minutes. I didn't practice the webinar. I put myself straight into it and I had active people within there who was interacting with my webinar who gave me great feedback. I did not feel nervous. It felt natural. There was no mistakes and I finished within time. Now that is amazing. I feel so proud of myself for being able to do that. That is truly, truly amazing. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so from there as well, I also writ my own, I've written my own 14 day program. I became a course facilitator through not even fully studying, but just doing a little bit of looking around. I didn't need to be guided by somebody. I allowed myself to guide myself and put my content into the world as I seen fit. A number of people paid for this program. I sold it as straight away. What I did was I writ it again within about 10 minutes. I then spent time put, uh, typing it up whilst I was on R&R in Cornwall with my family. I typed it up. I was not very good on a laptop at all. I actually purchased this laptop before I went away because I knew that some greatness was about to come into my life. I knew that I was going to need this tool in order to deliver my treasure to the world. So yes, I typed it. I um, finalised it. I looked over it. I made sure it was right. I created this programme. I emailed it out to people who purchased my programme. And wow, what a shift it did create. 
the feedback that I had, people started to emotionally know themselves and break out of procrastinations that they'd been carrying for years. They was losing weight, they was feeling happy, they was meeting parts of themselves, what they've not met for years. It is, was truly amazing and I felt amazing for being able to do that. Whilst also going through conscious celibacy, I noticed the rescuer energy. The rescuer within us, who wants to help other people, but not rescue ourselves. Can we not help ourselves whilst we are helping others? Can we not realise that communication is a trigger into our conscious reality? A trigger does not need to be painful. A trigger can be knowledge. We can, we can welcome knowledge. But knowledge becomes wisdom when we actively use it. Instead of just learning, put it into action and actively use it. Someone told me yesterday that I was lucky because of I was able to break out of some suffering. And I had to reply honestly to this person and create a light bulb moment within them. It is not luck being able to actively use the knowledge that you find and create that into your wisdom. That is not luck. Life has not given me much luck, to be honest with you. Um, I have been through severe trauma for 30 years plus. I shared my story on a platform yesterday and it has over 1,000 likes and many, many beautiful comments. And whilst I've been reaching out to find love and I kept saying to myself without realising I was manifesting it myself, I just want to be loved. I just want to be loved. I want to be loved for the love that I put into the world. I want to feel it. My God, did I feel it. It came and it came with a huge tipping point to the point of on my manifestations and my affirmations, I spoke that I wanted to create this tipping point and this tipping point is now coming into action. Whoop, whoop. Our words are powerful. The comments that I received on that post was truly uplifting. They shifted me. They was beautiful. And these comments, I met these individuals back with love. I have found on this journey within life, we are afraid of speaking love from our heart because we see it as cheesy. There is nothing cheesy about love. And whilst we still believe that love is cheesy, that is where we are blocking our own emotion. Love, for me, it feels delicious. Sometimes I feel like I'm speaking like a poet when I'm speaking about love. Please do excuse my dogs in the background. Unfortunately, when we have animals, and especially whilst we are in this lockdown, we do get interruptions. But, as I say on my podcast, I am being real, I am being raw. I even delivered a video this morning in my pyjamas on my social media platform. I felt perfectly, perfectly comfortable. I could speak on a stage in my pyjamas and feel perfectly fine in front of the world, even with their judgement, because the thing is, I have learnt to be comfortable with outside judgement. Even though it triggers me, I have learnt to be comfortable with it and allow myself to heal from it. If there is a judgement what comes and it is within something what I am deeply suffering with, like grieving, that pain what is coming in, is actually like a present because I am being served something which is going to help me uproot the pain what I am holding inside. So, 
I'm truly grateful for all and everything that I have been through in my life and that includes my traumas. Yesterday I was um, interviewed by a, an amazing disabled life coach called Azif on Instagram. Truly, truly beautiful. And the thing what he said to me, the word what he said to me is, find the ability in your disability. There is ability in all disabilities. Now that is truly, truly amazing. And like he said, if I can do it, so can you. This is a guy who suffers so much with physical disabilities and has to go to the hospital every day and spend hours and hours and hours. This guy is life coaching people. And same as, if I've been through 30 years of trauma, I want you to know that I'm not saying to you that you can do it in a way of pressurizing you. I'm saying to you that you can do it in a way of I believe in you. There's a big difference of believing in a person and then pressurizing a person. The more that we pressurize people in life, the more our desires will become unmet. Expectations are what keep us stagnant and stuck within our journey. I have learned to adapt and flow with life and this is how my true greatness and adaptability have been able to help me shift into the person I am today. Whoop, whoop. The last thing I want to speak about on this podcast today is sex itself. I do no longer have sex with people. I make love. There's a different feeling. There's a difference that you put into that connection. I don't wish to have sex ever again in my life. I wish to make love. I operate from love, so I am love. And when I am intimate with someone, it is love. Energy transfers within sex are real. DNA transfers, trauma bonds, sex is sacred. Now, this is something I have researched greatly. And I have not only researched, but noticed different moods when being intimate with people who have different, how can I say it, mindsets, vibrations, levels of consciousness. I have noticed the difference of it, but also the soul within them. I connected the most deep, deep, deep to a person who was like a bit of a mirror image to myself in certain ways, but had also been through certain things like I had so it's like I was just about to say with me but then I actually just thought about they did go through something with me which both of us will forever remember so yes um like I say again I'm not an expert in that area I've used my own studies and like I say to many other people especially when people debate on social media when people say things as where's the proof where is the proof show me links I am not here to do your your um, research for you I'm delivering my perspectives on my research which I have done quite a lot over the years however I'm not telling you that I know better than you because that is where the ego battle comes into place now the ego battle will hold you stagnant in your journey the most powerful powerful things to learn in life are one that we are all on our own journey and we are all operating from our life maps. And two, it is okay to have a different perspective. And three, is it, it is okay to not want to carry on a conversation if you are being made to feel uncomfortable. And four, boundaries are essential. Have a beautiful, blessed day, people. I hope this podcast was helpful for you. 
um, and delivering this to you from my authentic self. I love talking taboo topics. I feel no shame. I, f I now feel like I don't need to hold blame because the thing is, all relationships in life bring learning which you can turn into knowledge and which can be turned into wisdom. Lessons and blessings, lessons and blessings, up, through and blue. Whoop, whoop. Hey, <laughs> hey.